What is up, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you here today on another podcast episode. Uh, today, I bring my brother uh, Mark back on. Uh, he's a regular and I enjoy his conversations with me and we'll continue to have more regular shows with him in the future. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about salaries, specifically the disciplines that we go into in civil engineering. I ha went to a conference this last uh, week uh, of this recording and had an interesting conversation with some coworkers about just salary levels and and. Uh, you know, different disciplines and even sub-disciplines of, of uh, civil engineering that we can go into and kind of the surprises that are out there with salary levels that a lot of engineers in school don't realize uh, what people can make in those different areas. So today I wanted to bring him on and talk about each sub-discipline and really kind of hammer out some offshoots as well uh, of those disciplines and just talk about salary levels as according to the information that I researched. So having said that, it's going to be a great episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it if you care about salary, which most people do. And uh, I think you really enjoy it. So before we begin, though, uh, there is one thing I do want to announce, and that uh, is here at Civil Engineering Academy. I've created a course and working on a course and developed a free cheat sheet for people. If you're ever interested in creating a side gig, which I know a lot of engineers are, uh, because typically um, a, a lot of people don't get a full bonus. They don't get a full raise. And so I've developed a course to really help people learn how to make a side hustle. If that is of any interest to you, go to engineer2entrepreneur.net and go get a free cheat sheet that I created. Go sign up there and get, grab that free cheat sheet. And I'll teach you how to create a side gig uh, for yourself. And that is engineer2entrepreneur. That's the number two uh, and uh, .net. Go check that out. So having said all that, let's get to our interview with Mark. Excited to share this with you. It's coming right up. All right. Welcome to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. What's going on, Mark? Hey, you know, loving life. Things are good. Welcome glad back. To be, glad to be here with you again. Yep. So today um, I wanted to dive into a topic. I recently went uh, on a, a conference, went out uh, to a location in Texas, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth with some coworkers. Some of the things that we talked about uh, came that came up is kind of which areas of engineering um, have the highest paid salaries. And the reason why that came up is because we're all transmission engineers that were going to this. We were going to a conference called TS-DOS in in dallas and uh we just you know it was a curious topic because not a lot of people know about this industry that we are in and um, i'm sure there's other industries within the other disciplines that maybe not a lot of engineers civil engineers specifically know uh, that they can go into and so we did a, a little bit of research today and so we want to talk about some of the salaries uh, within each of the disciplines of civil engineering and also talk about some of the offshoots of engineering uh, within civil engineering uh, that kind of come up. So um, that's kind yeah. of a broad topic, but everyone cares about salaries at some level as you start diving into engineering. So yeah, everybody cares about the salaries. Well, it should, you want me to go first here then, Isaac? Let's oh, talk about it. geotechnical engineers. Yeah. So, uh, those guys we've, Again, we've we've looked on uh, ZipRecruiter as our is our primary source for information here, but um, they're at about eighty three thousand a year, Isaac, for um, the average across the United States. So, 
obviously that's mixing in all the geographical locations. Um, as we've, we've talked about salaries before and, um, you know, typically, uh, regions that are probably coastal regions, you know, you get over onto the East coast salaries mm-hmm. tend to be a little bit higher, uh, West coast, right. A little bit higher. Um, and kind of the, uh, the beltway right there in the middle of the meat of the country salaries tend to be a little bit, a little bit lower, but the cost of living is also a little bit lower in those areas. Right. Yeah. But now, the, ge- the geotech engineers were, were averaging about 83,000 a year, which I don't think is too bad. Actually. No, that's, that's, that's great. Pretty good. That's um, really good. The reason why, um, some of these numbers and figures come from ZipRecruiter is because ZipRecruiter um, from what I've discovered, is pretty much an open door. You don't have to sign into anything. You don't have to have a membership to anything, and like a lot of other platforms. Yeah. <laughs> so ZipRecruiter has been very nice. They just give you the data. So there yeah. you go. Give so, a plug to ZipRecruiter. <laughs> you know, as we go through these, um, we'll go through and talk about, you know, according to what their their data shows, what what is the least paying discipline and and what is the most paying discipline. But uh, one of the things I think should also be tagged onto this might be stress level. So Mark, what do you think about (laughs) geotech and stress level attached to 83K? What what are your thoughts there? Well, I would say that it's probably on the lower side if we were to like create a spectrum of, you know, stress levels and maybe five is right in the middle and 10 is the max and one is the least. And, and again, I'm, I'm not a geotechnical engineer, but I've, I've worked with a lot of them. I, I think I've have a sense for what they put up with and the stress levels, you know, I, I put them down in that three kind of a range would, hmm. would be my, would be my guess. Okay. Well, yeah, that's our opinion. I'm sure we'll get <laughs> that's our opinion. Hate mail sure comments from the geo guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's others that would have higher. <laughs> what are you them. talking that's, about? That's my sense of, uh, of where those guys are at. All right. Well, let's dive into our water resource engineers. Um, and maybe I'll talk about this. So in our uh, research on this one, uh, water resource engineers average about 80K in the United States. And again, that's, you know, depending on which location you are in the United States, that's either up or down. But uh, within the U.S., you're making about 80K on average. Yeah. Um, you know, not, that's not pretty bad. Good. That's really good. And again, I would put the stress level for these guys. Um, and Isaac, you might know more, uh, you know, drainage, uh, sewer, uh, water distribution systems type engineers. But I, w- I would put their stress level in that, you know, three range again. Um, yeah, I did a quick internship doing environmental engineering. I also did an internship at a water resources firm. And, um, you know, every job is obviously going to have some stress to it. But, uh, yeah, I I think you're you're right. Um, And a lot of these engineering disciplines that deal with water, you get a lot of business from the local, you know, the local entities and the the municipalities municipalities, that you're working with or um, canals, companies, water companies that are within that, you know, that specific area. So you get to really know your customer really well. I mean, there's obviously nationwide big, big companies that work on big, big projects too. Um, 
you know, I imagine if you're working on a dam, that's probably going to be pretty stressful to make sure yep. uh, everything's good there because uh, <laughs> we've heard about some dams failing before. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe a, a dam engineer is pretty, pretty stressful, but 80K for your water resource engineers. Um, yeah. And in fact, of all of the engineering disciplines of the that we dive into, the water resource has the lowest average in the United States. So yep. just to put that out there. Yep, that's right. Next, we're talking about uh, transportation engineers, right? So, tra and transportation engineers can also incorporate uh, structures, right? These mm -hmm. um, sometimes transportation and, and structural uh, get mixed up a little bit, <clears throat> although. Within transportation engineering, they do try to isolate those two. So if you have a, you know, these bigger design firms or even the smaller ones, they they have the guys that uh, stick with the roadway design, and that's kind of their bread and butter. And then they usually have structural engineers on staff that are doing the the culverts and obviously the the bridges and 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 figuring out those things. So there's there's kind of a, some crossover even within that transportation discipline but uh, those guys are coming in at about 88,000 per year average across the US and I thought that I don't was know, Isaac, high. I thought that yeah, was high it's nice that's that's a nice nice wage and um where would you think their their stress levels are going to be in the spectrum oh that's <laughs> a good question i i know some transportation engineers and i they're it depends on, I mean, if they're on some bigger design build type projects where they, I mean, they're really getting pushed to meet deadlines and um, there's some, there's some pressure on them. There's some stress. I, I put these guys in the five to six kind of range. What I would, I would as well. Um, I know a few in the transportation industry and um, yeah, the deadlines are, are a bit stressful to hit um, budgets, kind of come and go as they're tied with, with federal dollars. So you kind of have to balance that out. But um, yeah, so I, I, I agree with you on, yeah. on, on the stress level. So, but 88K for transportation, yeah. that uh, according to our research here, that brings it in at as the second most paying yeah. uh, discipline. Yeah. So not bad. No, not bad at all. These guys make decent money. Uh, next up is our structural engineers, and they are coming in at about 84K average in the United States. Yeah. Um, you know, this is kind of a funny topic because I think most engineer, civil engineers, as they go through school, um, I'm willing to bet that most of them think that they're probably going to head towards structural engineering. Like if you think of civil engineering, usually you think of bridges and buildings, you know? Right. Right. You're designing structures. And so right. you kind of go into school thinking that that's what you want to do. Um, but they're not the highest paid engineering discipline. What are you, what's your thoughts? No, uh, they're not. And um, so structural engineering is, it's interesting. Cause like I mentioned, the, the guys that do the bridges and the structures that are associated with infrastructure, right, our, our transportation systems, our roads and our highways, 
those guys are kind of over in and with the transportation dudes. They're kind of specialized in that type of structure, mm-hmm. bridges. And then there's, um, and so those structural engineers tend to work with the transportation engineering firms, but then uh, the, the engineers that do uh, buildings um, that people live in, um, in office spaces and um, structures that are actual dwellings, right? Or, or places of business or even public gathering spaces, you know, there's uh, stadiums and, and those kinds of things that we kind of all get together for our entertainment. Those guys are, are kind of a separate discipline within the structural engineering community. And those guys tend to have um, their own specialty firms that just concentrate on buildings. Hmm. And um, so there's, there's kind of a little bit of a crossover there, but uh, there's a really large contingency of, of engineers that are structural engineers that they just focus on, on buildings. And, um, and they're, they're, you know, they're average that 84 K, uh, kind of range in, uh, across the United States, not, not a bad wage. Um, and they're, um, you know, they get very specialized. So within, um, the building, and uh, construction industry, there's different systems. And uh, these guys that are structural engineers, um, they tend to like gravitate towards one system. You'll have a, a structural engineer that'll maybe be more uh, adept at concrete design, for example, or hmm. you might have a guy that likes, you know, steel design. And there's guys that, that can do it all, but um, it's my, my, um, my experience that these guys tend to like to, you know, focus on a particular material or structural system that they really like. And, and their firms kind of say, well, you know, so-and-so he's the expert in our concrete designer, you know, connections. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, the steel, our best, our best steel designer is, you know, that, that lady over there, she's, she's really good at it, you know? And so they tend to specialize a little bit like that, but, and, and, you know, some of them like to design in timber, right? Wood, wood structures and uh, masonry and, but they tend to specialize a little bit um, because they're, I, just, I guess what surprises me is that um, like it's this salary range for structurals coming in like towards the middle you know, yeah. it's not the highest. Yeah. Uh, and so civil engineers that think they're going to, you know, coming in and designing buildings, um, it's typically not the highest, you know, it's it's not listed as the highest average. So well, I think and it's kind of surprising. Sometimes it's a tough business too, Isaac. I mean, the structural engineering firms that I work with, I mean, they're, they're usually bidding, you know, work. They're proposing on projects through architects, right? Mm-hmm. So they have good relationships with local architects and, and an owner comes to the architect with a big project that they want built. And the structural engineer is proposing to that architect uh, to market their services. Right. And so there's always pressure because there's competing structural firms that might have lower prices. And so it, it's a pretty competitive business. They're trying to establish a value that they can provide Sometimes that means they think that uh, their design is going to be cheaper than anybody else's, right? They're, our design, or you know, we're going to get a, be able to get a little more aggressive than the other guys, or we feel like we can 
we can save you in this and this and this area. Um, and then our detailing is better. So once this structure gets built or it's in construction, you're going to have less problems, um, those kind of things. In fact, structural engineers in that I work with, they, they come to me for endorsements a lot of times um, because I build the, the, the projects. And so they want my opinion to be, you know, given to uh, an owner as to how they have saved money on a project because their design was better. It was better detailed, you know, more efficient, you know, interesting fill in the blank. So it's, it's a pretty competitive environment for structural engineering firms. So you're going to know more on this, but what, what would you rank stress, stress level for structural? You know, um, they, these guys, um, deal with, uh, deadlines and they, they get into some stressful situations. I, I'd, I'd put them in the same rank as probably the transportation engineers, you know, on that five to six kind of a range. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good to know. Let's jump to our next one, which is construction. Now construction takes the cake for, uh, the highest average. And that's coming in at 89 K the average, uh, in the United States. Again, location dependent will change that price, uh, that you're going to make there, um, or your salary, but, um, construction's coming in at 89 K. So that takes the cake. That's the leader for the, uh, in terms of salary levels at an average in the United States. And, uh, Mark, this is probably more in line with what you have going on. <laughs> and so maybe you can talk yeah. about that. Maybe the stress, so maybe that, the stress level. Yeah. That average is a little higher on this one because I, the stress levels are a little bit, a little bit higher. You're, you're dealing directly with, with owners. If you're working for a general contractor and trying to meet deadlines and you're trying to hit budgets, you're trying to make sure all of your construction systems have been uh, engineered and sequenced, you know, in, into the project properly. Um, and uh, you're just, there's like, you got a lot of things that you're juggling at once. Um, and so I, the stress levels are a little bit higher on this one. I, Isaac, I'd put this up in the, uh, in the eight range, you know, for a construction engineer. So it's tied, you know, it is tied to a higher salary. So um, that's got that going for it. But, um, if, and I think there's a lot of uh, transitional periods, probably, you know, if somebody's in yeah. you know, a structural engineer, they can jump into construction and as they get to know that arena. So a lot of times there is some fluidity between your discipline. And we also talk about, um, some offshoots, uh, offshoot disciplines within engineering that aren't necessarily falling under one of the five categories that we talk about here. But, um, yeah, construction seems like a good one. It's a little higher stress, but they pay you more for it. So that that's what you're going to get with construction. That's right. That's right. So offshoots that we kind of came up with, um, for, you know, people in the civil engineering world, uh, an offshoot would be a project manager, uh, becoming a project manager uh, in engineering is one that we looked up. That's also very high, uh, in terms of an average. So that's coming in at 90 K average in the United States. So that's project manager engineering. That's um, 
And that's probably, do you think that is squarely on what you're doing? Yeah, that, I think that would like describe what I do uh, typically. So I'm responsible for not only, you know, managing, <clears throat> excuse me, projects, but um, I'm responsible for all of the, uh, the engineering that has to happen to pull off the project, right? Yeah. So, um, yes, I put that in that category. And probably in line with the stress level of construction, somewhere in that eight range. Excuse me, but <clears throat> yeah, I would put that right in that same range. I think uh, <laughs> I don't want you choking on me. Yeah. <laughs> Someone down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> I'll be all right. All right. Well, we've got two more here and we'll wrap this up. But some of the other offshoots that we could th think about is uh, one of them is specifically what I do, which is transmission line engineering. Uh, ZipRecruiter lists that as about an 83K average. So in that middle ball ballpark of the other disciplines, um, transmission line engineering can be a hodgepodge of different disciplines. You know, if you're a structural engineer, you know, you can be good at this. If you're geotech, you can be good at it. Um, it kind of incorporates a, a couple different things. Even in the in, uh, companies I've worked for, we've had electrical engineers be transmission line engineers as well because they bring kind of that experience to the table. But I will say, um, you know, my own experience is that when you do work for an energy or a utility company, um, you can you can do really well with that. And so my experience is that it is a good industry to go into. So. Transmission line engineering, I, I would say it's not as stressful as construction at all, uh, although we we do prepare documents for construction and work very closely with construction to make sure everything's done. Um, the other thing is transmission line engineers deal with projects that can scale quite highly in dollar figures very quickly. I mean, a steel pole can get very expensive, and when you're designing miles and miles and miles of transmission line you know these, these are millions of dollars worth of pole and wire and everything else so uh, yeah. it gets really expensive really quickly uh on those jobs so um but you know i'd probably rank it around a i guess a five or four okay. somewhere in there okay it's it's not as stressful i think as a construction type job yeah. um another one we thought about as a sales engineer uh, which yeah. is kind of an offshoot. You can go into that area and you're selling. What are you selling if you're a well, sales engineer? Yeah, it's, it's such a broad, you know, area of, of engineering, sales engineering. Usually these are guys that are selling some kind of engineered system that can be used in in construction and in, in building things. So, you know, shoring systems um, that could be. Uh, earth shoring systems that could be, uh, you know, geotextiles, some kind of geotechnical uh, product um, that uh, helps uh, projects get built. Um, I see a lot of sales engineers um, that sell, sell specific, um, specifically uh, engineered, you know, uh, culverts and, and panelized systems that, you know, help, uh, I don't know, channel water or get, uh, get bridges, you know, built over, um, waterways, um, easier. Um, there's a whole area of, of sales engineering that just sales and markets those products. 
Um, and I've been in transmission and the utility world. Uh, you know, we get the sales engineers as well, and they come and, and they'll um, talk about the new products that they've got in development, whether it's conductor or still still poles that they want you to buy from yeah. the manufacturer or anything like that. Yeah. So these guys are usually traveling a lot, right? And they're going into everybody. Like I was, I was approached by a sales engineer um, just the other day with a product that I, I'm seriously considering using on one of my projects. It mm -hmm. completely gets gets rid of uh, something we call a pourback strip. That's uh, something that's required for post tension concrete construction, and it's it's a really interesting product. It looks really viable, and it looks like it can save me some money. And so. This sales engineer, he's out of California, actually, you know, reached out to me and he's going to fly out and sit down with me and see if his product will uh, address my my problem. Yeah. And from what I've seen, it uh, it's, it's probably going to do a pretty good job. So that's just an example. But these guys are usually guys that are traveling around a lot. They work for uh, the manufacturer, whatever this engineered product is that they're trying to sell. And they just help. With their engineering background, right? They can help sell Answer their product. Questions, yeah. Sell the product. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, they they typically take people out for dinners and you do travel a lot. Um, there's some know, golf. There's some there's golf, some golf there, involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for them, did we talk about uh, the average sales engineer is around 81K? So. Yes, 81K. Yeah, it's not the lowest actually of uh, the disciplines we've talked about, but no, you know, it's, it's it's right there. And and their upside, I you know, is usually tied to product sales. So if, if they're selling lots, you're gonna probably make well, lots. Yeah, I I tend to these guys are the the engineers that maybe have a little more. You know, engineers don't, and I guess it's kind of a stereotype that we've been pegged with. But you know, they're usually not people. You know. They don't have good people skills, but, you know, maybe these sales engineers are the engineers that have a little better people skills or they like to <laughs> right. talk to people and and interface with people a lot more than, you know, say the engineer that just likes to be in his cubicle, you know, grinding out calculations, you know, all day or, you know. Yeah. Um, um, just you know, a different personality type, I guess, is what I'll say. Yeah. And I'm sure there are many other offshoots of engineering that we might not have thought of, but those are ones we quickly just, uh, you know, yeah, to talk there, about. So. there definitely, there definitely is that's, and that's, you know, and we've talked about that before, Isaac, but that's, what's cool about civil engineering is it's just like, it's such a broad field and, you know, with a, a civil engineering degree, there's, there, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. There's, there's going to be a job that like fits your personality, fits your lifestyle, fits your interests. You know, it's just a really cool um, field to be in. It's, uh, yep. it's just cool that way. So cool. Well, Mark, thanks for jumping on with me talking about salaries again. This time we get a little more specific with each discipline and kind of give our thoughts on that. So appreciate the time. You bet. Anytime. Okay. See you next time. Okay, bye.